Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just relax. Everything else, let's just let it fall away and be reminded how much God loves you. And in light of what we're talking about, if that's something you're not sure of, if that's something you're not confident of, put that on your list of things that need to be resolved. Now, you don't have to have that confidence, that resolution to be inquiring of God. This is not about having perfect anything, a perfect faith, a perfect understanding, a perfect spirit, soul, or body. What we want to make sure we don't have is something hidden from God. Now, also remember that no matter how hard you try, no matter how much time you spend letting God bring things to the surface, he doesn't do everything all at once. And over time, you're going to find things coming to the surface that you never even knew about, maybe. You know, even generational things, time things that you don't remember happening or that you forgot about, or even things that you thought were resolved may come back. But part of our, part of the purpose of this process is to have confidence in God's love for us. Again, we may not understand it. We may not be able to describe it. But I think this is kind of what the true nature of what we call faith is. You know, faith is so difficult to, to nail down because it it's not a it's not something an act and it's not a feeling it's not it's a whole soul experience we could say it's our soul experiencing spirit and yet we know when we don't have faith we know when others betray our faith our faith in them when we disappoint ourselves when we break faith with ourselves. We sometimes are better at describing what it's not than what it is. Now we all have, when we really think about it, we all have a full measure of faith. You know, we, we go on the, uh, we go driving and we have faith that the other people driving on the other side of the the road are that they're going to follow the same laws that we're following. They're going to stay on their side of the road. They're not going to cross the median. They're not going to rear-end us or, or hit us head-on. That, that takes a certain level of faith, that we have an understanding of how things work, and we're all going to abide by 
how things work. And that permeates our spirit, our soul, and our body. That there's a way things work. And this is what we're, we're looking to explore and to find out. We all have an idea about how the natural works, how our body works, how gravity works, how our, our vision, seeing, how sight works. You know, if we want to find, discover, we can research how we make sound to speak, how we learn to speak, how our brain works. These are things we can learn. But we, even before we learn, we can have faith that they do work. When you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes and you can see, it doesn't take faith. You just experience it. Something that you don't have to make happen. You don't have to go, okay, now I'm going to see. So there are different aspects to our experiencing each of these realms. And you and I are most familiar and have the greatest faith and confidence in the natural realm. And that's perfectly fine. That's where we've been living most of our lives. Most of us, li- most of us live our lives out of the natural realm, out of our body, out of our five senses. And yet, what God is drawing us to is a restoration of our soul and our body with our spirit. A as, and as that happens, our soul and our body will be returned to the relationship with spirit for which it was originally intended. You were originally intended to be a spirit, to have a soul, to live in a body. And yet we kind of do the opposite. We live as a body that has a soul and has a spirit, sometimes. Or we so often, something we try to address on a regular basis, that the soul and the spirit are interchangeable, and they're not. They're definitely not. They have totally different characteristics. But your body serves a purpose while we're here on this earth. And I'm kind of beginning to think that we're going to have it for a while. The body you have now, you're going to have it for a while. What comes next, maybe even what came before. So part of this process is being comfortable learning about how your physical being works, how if there's any hindrances that you're dealing with in the natural realm, we want to deal with those. We want to talk to the Lord about that. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But when we start looking at 
the supernatural realm, the soulical realm, that's where we have the greatest challenge. And when we talk about belief and faith and having confidence in what God is drawing us to, it's something, it's not something that we, we stir up. It's not something we conjure up. It's not like, okay, if you say it enough times, if you say, I believe, I believe, I believe enough times, then you'll believe. Instead, true faith, true, true believing is based on experience. True relationship is based on experience, history, trial and error, making mistakes, shared experience. So we've been talking about these different things that as we, as we head into learning about the supernatural, and this is a wonderful time in history to be learning about the supernatural because there's going to be plenty of opportunity to trial and error. There's a lot going on in the supernatural realm. And yet that very fact has an effect on us that may be more profound than we want to deal with. And this is where we're starting with sort of clearing the board, taking, there's things going on in your life that are affecting you that you don't know about. You know, stress. There, there's probably stresses in your life that you don't know about, that you don't know what effect they're having on you. You know, things creep up on us. Things in your history, memories, you know, uh, fears about things that are going to happen in your family, losing your job, you know, traffic, things that you're, you're stressed out about that you have come to accept that are actually having an effect on your life whether it's physical or just carrying around that extra heaviness, that, that extra precaution. But we don't want to carry that. First of all, we don't want to carry that in our bodies. We don't want to carry that unnecessarily. But there's going to be things that we aren't aware of, but there are things we are aware of. And we can... Trust God to bring up the things that we don't know about. We can trust him for that. But the things that we do know about, we want to be diligent and do the difficult work, not to get a resolution, not to get it fixed, but to put it out on the table, to bring it to the surface, to acknowledge this is something this is an area I have doubt, I've got questions, or I have anger or fear or resentment. Because, well, not only is it not good to carry that around for us, but it interferes with our being able to have clarity when God speaks to us. It's an extra filter. 
we've talked so often about how God is in the process of not just healing our soul, but as he speaks truth to us, that truth changes our doctrine. It changes what we believe. When our beliefs come up against God, something's going to change, and it's not going to be God. And very often what we do is we find out that the very belief we've had all this time is actually the opposite of the truth about God. I think of the example of Saul of Tarsus, who loved God, who loved God with all his heart. And he was sure those Christians, those those Jesus freaks, those people who were following this, this guy that was, you know, they, they said he, they, he was crucified on the cross, but he rose again. What a bunch of nuts. And he was so angry with them. They were offending God, and he was going to defend God. He was absolutely sure of the rightness of his cause. Nobody could turn him away from what he believed. Nobody but God himself. And so he did. And that's where you and I can be ready to go, okay, uh, you know, I don't understand. I don't know everything that will make me reason, reason this through. I don't have all the answers, but I trust God. I trust you, Lord that through this process, what will come out through this process will be pleasing to you. So often we want to know, you know, this is one of the reasons we've come up with this idea about what heaven and hell are and, and the crown with the jewels and the, the, you know, paved streets paved with gold and the mini mansions and the thrones and, you know, whatever descriptions, you know, we have of, uh, you know the whole, you know all those all the doctrines about the end times. You know the the rapture and you know the earth being rolled up and the heaven being rolled up, and we've taken bits and pieces, and because it suits us, we've built a doctrine around them, and. Whether it's, you know, we, we use the, the phrase, it's scripturally based, so it's got to be true. And not to get too far into the whole idea about, you know, our, that we are reading a translation of a translation of a translation, but the whole idea that our faith is not in the book. Our faith is in a living God, a relationship with the living God. And that's what he wants, is a relationship with you. And he will not be satisfied until you are one, spirit, soul, and body. And we've talked before, it's, it's not like there's a bunch of completed Christians walking around. So far there's only been one, and that was Christ. Even Adam and Eve, 
they weren't Christians because they were they had never had their spirits restored because they'd never lost their spirit. Somebody at some point in time is going to be complete spirit, soul, and body on this earth. I don't know what's going to happen at that time, and I don't know when it's going to happen. That's for you know that's just as. God chose the time and the place and the manner and the means by which he sent his son to redeem, to pay for all the sin and redeem all, all of mankind. He's got a plan and a time and a season for that full restoration taking its, its effect in individuals and in a corporate body. That's, that will be an end. Uh, and by end, I mean, okay, the starting of a new chapter because just as when christ came and he did what he was assigned to do his project of being the savior when he did that it yes it was an end but every end is a beginning and so whatever end is coming there it will not just be the end of everything it's a it's a beginning it's a next chapter and if we look at our lives here, we, and we want to make the most of our time here, we look at every situation we're in as an opportunity for our soul to be redeemed, restored, returned to its relationship with our spirit. It is all about us. God says it's all about you. He's loved you with an everlasting love. And he's drawing you with that love. And it's not so you can serve him. It's not because he needs you to fulfill a purpose. You are his purpose. Your restoration, your becoming one, that's his purpose. If, if God right now wanted to stop every war on earth, if he wanted to if he wanted to make everybody a Christian right now, he could do that. He could show himself individually to every person on earth, reveal himself, turn their heart to him, do whatever was necessary to restore their spirit so that we would all be one. He, he doesn't need any help. I think that's one of the reasons when Jesus went to the cross, the part of the plan was that he'd go alone. All his, all his friends who swore, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be with you to the end. We'll never leave you or forsake you. And yet they all did. Because it was all about one person. It was all about Christ. And it's all about you. And so the path that God has you on is for your healing, your restoration, your redemption, your full redemption. Your spirit's redeemed. It's done. You never have to worry about a relationship with God. It's we want a rest- we need to be restored, spirit, soul, and body. So your soul, in the process of being restored, those wounds are being healed. And our challenge is to not continue to live solely out of our body. Part of our 
history as Christians is there's there's been a swing, there's been an ultra, ultra fascination with the supernatural, with you know demonic and Ouija boards and all different kinds of things, and that that so many Christians don't even go there. You'll be deceived. You don't want to stir up something you can't handle. God just let God take care of it, or you pray about it and you let the angels take care of it. But just as you and I are to exercise dominion over the natural realm, we are also to exercise dominion over the supernatural realm. You have authority and power over the demons, over the angels, over, you know, whatever else is out there, ghosts or aliens or, you know, whatever, dinosaurs, whatever. You have power and authority over them always you just don't know how to exercise it and it's not available so many of our our abilities are dormant because we have not exercised them we've not accessed them and so so if we start talking about them very often they bring up some of those fears some of those questions i'm not supposed to be interested in this i'm just going to be you know involved in ministry i'm just going to feed the hungry take care of the poor go to church on a regular basis tithe do the i'm just going to do these things that i'm comfortable doing and at least if I'm wrong, at least I'm going with a whole other bunch of people to whatever's next that are also wrong. We'll all go together. We'll all be wrong together. And yet hopefully if, you're li- if you've been listening to these podcasts, there's something in you that wants something for you, for your soul to be restored. That does not particularly entice or intrigue those around you. Now, you know, and we, we, we've talked before about how, you know, when, when you start wanting more, when you want start going, okay, I want to learn how to exercise that power and authority, others are going to want to stop you. And other parts of you, are going to want to stop you. And as we approach some of these, even just the whole concepts, let your imagination go free. If there were no constraints on you, on your spirit, soul, and body, if there were no constraints on you physically, mentally, emotionally, if you could fly, if you could, you know, teleport or uh, time travel, Well, why not? But what would that, what, is there anything scary about that? Is there anything, no, that would be wrong. If you exercised, if you started telling angels what to do, if you started telling that mountain to be thou removed and cast into the sea, if you started walking on water. And again, we think about the apostles. They did some of these things, and they weren't even born again. They were doing them out of their soul. And Jesus was teaching them to do them 
out of their soul because they didn't have a living spirit. But as we look at some of these things, where God is 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 laying our path, drawing our path into these some of these things, we want to make sure. Well, this will be helpful to us that if we have the confidence that we have released or cleared the deck, that we have done everything we can so that when the storms do come, when the questions come, we're going to deal with the things at hand. We're going to deal with the questions at hand, the fears, the challenges, the, the misunderstandings, the, the, the revelation, the people, We'll deal with the things that come at hand. We won't be dragging with us the questions, the the doubts, the 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 wondering. You know, is God going to expose our sin? Anything we'll have dealt with those already. And and by dealing, I don't necessarily mean come to a resolution or not be not have pain in that wound or still not have you know, resentment or anger, but have them on the table with the confidence and faith and belief that God is dealing with it because God is restoring your soul. You can't do it. That's not your job. Your job is to walk on that path, and that path might lead you through mysteries. I have not seen or heard what God has in store for those who both love and wait for him you your imagination cannot conceive what he wants to show you where he wants to bring you what your abilities can accomplish here on this earth you can't conceive it i've always thought of how cool it would be to just put your hand on a, on a hospital and heal everybody or to walk through a cemetery and raise everybody You know, that raises a whole bunch of questions, which are great. Okay, would that be a good idea? But, you know, let's go there. Let's see, okay, do I I trust God, that he's only going to raise the people that he wants raised, that he's only going to heal the people he wants healed? How do we do this? How How do we exercise our power and authority? We first have that faith and confidence that we're hearing from him clearly because we've cleared the deck. We can have confidence. It's not about praying the perfect prayer, being the perfect person, having the perfect faith. You know, uh, for for instance, one of my fears has always been, you know, do I have enough people, if I start doing this, that, or the other thing, do I have enough people out there who have my back? You know, who who I can trust are going to make sure that if if somebody comes after me, whether, you know, in the natural or the supernatural, that they're going to look out, look out for me. And that's something that I always had to work with, with God about. And and, may, and that might be, a, it seems like it's a fairly common uh, thing, that, okay, there aren't that many people willing and ready to take risks. And one of the reasons is, is because, we feel all, so many feel we're going alone into these hard, difficult places, and that may be true. But there's always going to be somebody, even if it's, dare I say, just God. 
he'll be there. He's got you covered. Then he's got somebody somewhere ready to stand in the gap for you. And he's got angels, and he's got other kinds of beings, whatever else is out there. He, whatever you need, if he wants you protected in that area, you will be protected. You can count on him. But this is the whole point is we only find out by experience. You, you only learn how to ride your bike by experience. You only find out what sports you're good at by experience. You you only find out what kind of a person you are by experience. We don't want to hide. We don't want to be off in a corner. We want to have an understanding about how the natural realm works and from there, how does the supernatural realm work? So, you don't, again, you don't have to have the answer or resolution to these questions now. Just have it out on the open. Because when they're hidden, they can hinder your hearing and seeing and being. Now, this is private between you and God. Nobody else has to know you have these doubts or these questions. But if you want to share them, fine. But this is not about getting prayer, you know, adding it to the prayer list. This is something that God wants to talk to you about privately because he wants you to have the confidence in him not that somebody else can give you an answer but this is about him being able to speak life and give life to you so thank you for tuning in if you you have any questions you want to give feedback drop me a line at diane at the rainers club dot org or through blog talk radio And we will be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.